podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's Thanksgiving week in America. That means turkey and football is on the cards. 11 weeks into the Bucks, and the race for the playoffs is beginning to get serious. The Philadelphia Eagles cementing their position as the best team in football right now with a 9-1 record after taking down the Chiefs. In the AFC, it's all changed. The Baltimore Ravens have now slid into that number one seed thanks to the Chiefs' defeat to the Eagles on Monday night. For the show, in week 11, we went 2-1 and one against the line. That's 18-15 and 15 against the line on the season. So what are we waiting for? It's time for Turkey, football, giving thanks. Let's turn the page onto Thanksgiving week, week 12 in the NFL. Graves on Gridiron. With Richard Graves. Yes, welcome along to the show. This is Graves on Gridiron. I am your host, Richard Graves, and I will tell you one thing we are not giving thanks for this week. Patrick Mahomes was not the only man bemoaning his fortune on that bomb of a pass as the seconds ticked down on Monday night to Marquez Valdez Scandling. It hit him flush in the hands and he dropped the ball. Perhaps dropped the game for the Kansas City Chiefs. By doing that, it meant he cost us a second back-to-back week of a perfect 3-0 record. We took the Kansas City Chiefs at minus 2.5. Of course, the Philadelphia Eagles ended up running out with the victory, which meant it was 2-1 and one on the week. As we've already mentioned, 18-15 and 15 on the season. But since week three, because the first two weeks, quite honestly were horrific, a horrific way for us to start the show. But since week three, that means that this show is now 17 and 10 against the line. And we're getting to the shake at the business end of the season. And we're making the push. We can only get better, surely. Um, If you are new to the show, let me tell you a little bit about what's going on and what I'm talking about here. Each week, we look at the slate of games on offer. I pick three of them break down the matchups. We look at the lines that are being put forward by the odds makers, and I give my opinion as to where I think we should go on those. If you're a regular, great to have you along. Um, welcome back. I will start by giving you the results of this week's poll that is always going up on my X account on a Monday morning when we look back on the Sunday games and pick a subject, topic of discussion from there. This week, it was quite simply, after Sunday's games, Which team did you feel had the most remarkable, best come-from-behind victory? And there were a number on Sunday. Certainly the witching hour on uh, Scott Hansen's red zone was must-see TV. Was it the Packers' comeback win over the Chargers, the Lions over the Bears, the Rams coming back late on to down the Seahawks, or the Denver Broncos finding a way on Sunday night football to get the job done against the Minnesota Vikings? I am delighted to say... Over a 1,000 of you interacted with this week's poll. And for the first time since we started doing a Monday morning poll a few weeks back, we had an overwhelming winner. It was the Detroit Lions in their sensational come-from-behind victory over NFC North rivals, the Chicago Bears. 61% of you decided that was the best come-from-behind performance of Week 11. Uh, second place were Denver, Denver in their come-from-behind win over the Minnesota Vikings. The Packers then coming in over the Chargers with the Rams' victory over the Seahawks bringing up the rear. But that De- Detroit Lions team down 12, three minutes on the clock, finding a way to get the job done. They actually won that game by five in the end. So let's have a look at Week 12's slate of games then. Thanksgiving week, Games on all sorts of days. We've got three on Thursday, starting at 5.30 when the Detroit Lions host 
the uh, Green Bay Packers. Then it's the Cowboys against the Commanders before the San Francisco 49ers round up Thursday night's game with the uh, Thanksgiving late game. And then on Friday, for the first time ever, we have NFL football on Black Friday, as it was first named in the States, with the Miami Dolphins taking on their AFC East rivals, the New York Jets. I am not going to feature any of those four games uh, this week, because if you're listening on Friday or Saturday, you'll have missed most of them. But I will give you this for free, and it won't come as any shock. Just straight up, who's going to win of those four games? I'm taking the Lions to come out on top against the Packers, the Cowboys to come out on top as well over the Washington Commanders, take the San Francisco 49ers to extend their winning streak when they play the Seahawks, and then the Miami Dolphins on Black Friday go into New Jersey to face the Jets, even with Tim Boyle now uh, installed as a starting quarterback. I don't think that's going to save the Jets, so take the Dolphins there. As for the three games that we're going to dive a little bit deeper into this week, well, let's start with an NFC South affair. I know what you're saying. What? Well, you'd be right as well, because the NFC South has been something of a dumpster fire of a division this season. No team has got a record better than 500, but it is the New Orleans Saints traveling to Atlanta to play the Falcons. The Saints have that lead in the NFC South with a record at five and five. The Falcons again further back at four and six. But the oddsmakers have the Atlanta Falcons as slender one and a half point favorites going into this game. Both teams come into it off a bye. And if the Saints can get the win this weekend, it would give them a huge advantage in the race to win the division as well. Uh, These two also meet in the regular season finale, week 18. But with no team right now being better than 500 in this division, you really do sense that if the the Saints can get the win and open up a two-game advantage with only six weeks uh, to play of the regular season, that would be massive in the race to clinch a place in the postseason. The Falcons, of course, will be desperately hoping that quarterback Taylor Heineke is good to go. Uh, Remember, he exited the Week 10 loss against the Arizona Cardinals with a hamstring injury. If he is not fit, it'll be back to Desmond Ritter to start at quarterback. And their last outing saw an increased uh, workload for rookie running back Bijan Robinson. He'll likely be leaned on again against the New Orleans defense, which ranks in the top 10 in just about every major defensive category, except when it comes to defending the run. Against the run, they're down at 20th in the league this season, giving up around 113 yards on the ground a game. The frustrating thing for the Falcons, though, is they found ways to lose games this year. Against Arizona, they gave up an improbable game-winning drive, allowing Kyler Murray to run halfway around the field untouched before finding a way to complete the pass as the Cardinals came from behind a couple of weeks ago to win that one. Then before that, against the Minnesota Vikings, remember, Josh Dobbs came into the game in the first quarter. He'd only been with the team two or three days, barely had time to glance an eye over their playbook, found a way to get the job done over the Falcons. And Atlanta have lost four of their last five coming into this matchup. And now, of course, they face a a team led by Derek Carr, which has scoring threats most notably in Alvin Kamara and wide receiver Chris Alave. There is a question mark over Derek Carr's availability this weekend. He was knocked out of their last game against the Vikings and has been in the NFL's concussion protocol ever since. If he isn't good to go, then it's likely going to be Jameis Winston who gets the start at quarterback this weekend. 
New Orleans' problem is they haven't been able to convert drives into touchdowns. They're averaging a lick over 21 points a game, but they do have one of the best defensive units in the, in the league this season right now, and that has allowed them to remain competitive in just about every game they've played. Align that with the fact that the Atlanta Falcons struggled to create turnovers this season. They've only had 10 all season, and the Saints, for me at least, look the better equipped team on both sides of the ball and in all three phases for this game. The fact they're being given one and a half points start going into it, I think is a bonus. They're the best team in a poor division right now. Take them to get the job done this weekend. Take the New Orleans Saints at plus 1.5. Graves on Gridiron with Richard Graves. Next up, we have an AFC affair as the Cleveland Browns with their 7-3 and record travel to Mile High, Empower Stadium, the home of the Denver Broncos, who unbelievably now are back at 500 at 5-5. Five and five. That's right. You heard me correctly. The Denver Broncos are the hottest team in the NFL right now. They come into this matchup riding a four-game winning streak, a streak which has catapulted them right into the very edge of the playoff picture. They are sat one game back on the outside looking in. If you had told me this was going to be the case just over a month ago, I, along with many other people, might have laughed at you in the face. But the Broncos have found a way to get the job done over the last month. Their defense has been nothing short of outstanding during this stretch. They've never given up more than 22 points in a game, and they've claimed 12 takeaways in the last three outings. There's been a lot of talk recently about the improved play of Russell Wilson at quarterback. But I've got to tell you, It's all about defensive coordinator Vance Joseph and this defensive unit for the Denver Broncos, which is fast becoming the strength of this Broncos team this season. There does remain concerns offensively, without doubt, and you'd have to say the Broncos have enjoyed the bounce of the ball somewhat in the last few games. Game-winning drives, which have featured fumbles, bouncing out of bounds so they retain possession. Outstanding catches, on game-winning must-have plays. Big pass interference calls have gone their way on occasions, and we haven't even mentioned that missed field goal, which they were able to kick again and convert, thanks to the Buffalo Bills having 12 men on the field. Through it all, they've averaged 22 points a game offensively, but over this four-game win streak, they've never scored more than 24 in any of those matchups. Do not expect this one to be a high-scoring affair. Cleveland has a rookie at quarterback now. Of course, we all know that Deshaun Watson is gone for the season. So last weekend, in came Dorian Thompson-Robinson. He did what he had to do, and on the game-winning drive, you have to say he was clutch for this Cleveland Browns team. However, he's facing a Broncos defense, which has already, over the last month, proved itself to be too good for Patrick Mahomes, too good for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. For that reason, I think we're going to see a heavy dose of Kareem Hunt and Jerome Ford in the run game on the ground for the Cleveland Browns this weekend. Expect them to try and keep this one tight. And the fact that they can employ that game plan can be attributed to the fact they do hold the best defense in football this season. Miles Garrett, their game-wrecking defensive end, leads this defensive unit with 13 sacks. He ruined the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive game plan last weekend. Cleveland ranked number one in overall defense, 
Number one against the pass, 11th against the run, sixth in points allowed, giving up an average of exactly 18 points per game. They've already held the San Francisco 49ers to 17 this season, Cincinnati to three. They completely shut out the Arizona Cardinals. I will concede, you'd think the great experience in Denver's team will be enough to push them over the top and get the job done. But if they do it by getting to 20 points, I will be surprised. It might not be one for the purists, and Denver may well get the win, but they won't score 20 points. So take the Denver Broncos at under 19 and a half points for this game. Graves on Gridiron. As always, we try to save the best for last, and I think we're doing that in this Week 12 slate as well because we finish off in the city of brotherly love. It's the 6-5 and five Buffalo Bills traveling to Philadelphia to take on an Eagles team with the best record in football at 9-1. and one. Last week, it was a must-win game for these Buffalo Bills, and they got the job done. They got the W against divisional rivals, the New York Jets. Now they go against the best team in football, who are fresh off beating the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs, and a defense which managed to shut out Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense entirely in the second half of that game at Arrowhead Stadium on Monday night. It was noticeable, I felt, last Sunday that Josh Allen showed a little bit more patience. He was perhaps a little bit more conservative in the in the passing game, and that was to the advantage of the Buffalo Bills. There was an interception, though, to sit alongside the three TD passes he threw, and I really do feel that if the Bills are to pull off the shock in this one, then Josh Allen and this Buffalo Bills offense has to play a clean game. That said, this Bills offense is still one that knows how to put points on the board. They rank seventh in scoring this season. They're averaging nearly 27 points a game. And that's significant when you consider they're going up against a defense this weekend that is not the best when it comes to defending the pass. As good as the Philadelphia Eagles are, their Achilles heel is perhaps defending the passing game this season. They're number one in the league when it comes to stopping the run. Number 28 in the NFL against the pass. They're coming into this matchup as well on the back of a short week after what was an intense physical game against the Kansas City Chiefs on Monday night. You've got to believe that's going to take a bit of a toll in this matchup as well. And for that reason, I think we're going to see a high-scoring, entertaining affair in this one on Sunday. The belief the Eagles must have right now, frankly, must be through the roof. You know, whether it was the Kansas City Chiefs, the Dallas Cowboys, that tight divisional clash they had a, a month ago against the Washington Commanders, somehow, some way, this Eagles team find a way to get the job done and get the win. It doesn't seem to matter, really, New York Jets, dare I say it aside, who they face. In three out of their last four games, they've scored at least 28 offensive points. Well, if this one turns into a shootout, you just know that Josh Allen, the quarterback of the Buffalo Bills, is going to start slinging it around. Uh, and I really do feel against this secondary, he can have success. If nothing else, that game we saw against the Dallas Cowboys for the Eagles a few weeks back, the Eagles were able to move the ball. Sorry, the Cowboys were able to move the ball on this Eagles secondary through the air. They showed it can be done. And indeed, but for a severe case of the, the dropsies on Monday night, there's a strong argument that says the Kansas City Chiefs get the job done. Remember that 45-yard 
home run hit pass from Patrick Mahomes. Hits Marquez Valdez Scandling right in the hands. He could not bring it in, but he was two yards clear of the nearest Eagles defender around him. He holds that in. The Chiefs probably go on and win that game because he's scoring a touchdown there with very little time left on the clock. So that is the weakness in this Eagles team. It's against the pass in the secondary. Josh Allen, I think, is capable of exploiting that. Whether the Bills have enough to win this game, though, well, that's a different question entirely. I do think they'll put points on the board. I do expect this to be high scoring. And I think when you look at the line set for the Bills, 23 and a half points in this game, they're going to score 24 points against this Philadelphia Eagles team. I'm certain of that. Take the Bills to score over 23 and a half points in this game. Okay, let's recap the three games from your Thanksgiving slate of games. Remember, football starts on Thursday, pretty much goes seamlessly through to next Monday. But we start with the New Orleans Saints. Take them against the Atlanta Falcons at plus 1.5. And then it's the Browns against the Broncos. Take the Broncos to score fewer than 19.5 points in this game before we finish it out in the city of brotherly love, the city that hosts the best team in football right now, the Philadelphia Eagles. They take on the Buffalo Bills. Take the Bills to score over 23.5 points in this game. As I always say and emphasize, folks, remember first and foremost, it is about enjoyment. It's about your entertainment. It is about having fun to accompany you when you're watching these games. Keep that in mind. I love hearing from you, so get in touch with me as well. On X, at Richard Graves 1. We're on Facebook as well, Graves on Gridiron, or Instagram, RDG Media UK. Equally, if you want to read a little bit more info about the three games we've selected this week, you can go to our website, www.rdgmedia.uk. Click on that Talking Sport tab, and there you will see NFL Thanksgiving week, overcoming the odds, three games to watch. Click on there and you can read all about it. There'll be another poll as well, reflecting on the best moments and getting your opinion from Sunday's games. I'll be back as well next week, but enjoy Thanksgiving, folks. And for now, it's so long, everybody. Subscribe to Graves on Gridiron wherever you listen to podcasts and keep up to date with the latest on Twitter. Search for Richard Graves 1. That's Richard Graves, the number one. Podcast Network.